Hello and welcome to the Sports Hour on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Great to have your company today. Hope you're having a lovely Friday afternoon. Uh, we've got a big show coming up today. We've got our regular, as always. Uh, and uh, guess what? We're going to be jumping straight into it. Welcome to the show, Mr. Resident Philosopher Charlie Gill. How are you going today? Uh, it's, it's good to be here as always. And I'm happy um, that we're finally in the same room together after months of, um, you know, doing this show remotely. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's an unbelievable joy to be in such close proximity to you. Cannot agree anymore. It's, uh, look, mate, we're in these times and, uh, we're doing something unbelievable right now, seeing each other face to face. It's, uh, insane. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, crazy times and, uh, we're living in it. Now, um, we'll jump straight in. Where we begin today with some talk about the AFL draft, which happened recently. Mm-hmm. A couple of boys we know um, got drafted, uh, which was good to see. But um, we're going to jump into the big moments of the draft. And one of them, which touches us closely to heart, is when Tanner Bruin got uh, picked up at pick 12. And um, the public... The public's reaction to that was a bit interesting. They thought he wasn't really happy about it, just by the look of his face. Um, yeah, what did you think? He he didn't look yeah, overly know. happy, but when you know him as a person, you know that that's 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 sort of him. He doesn't he doesn't show his emotion. As he said in an article, he's sort of reserved in his emotions. I can easily see how people saw that and thought, oh, he's devastated to go to GWS. And to be fair, that would be easy to assume because GWS is like, I don't think it would be the top list on a lot of draftees' um, choices in terms of where they get to go. But like he said, he doesn't seem like the sort of person to, like, you know, he wouldn't have been, like, grinning wildly no matter who he was drafted to. Just sort of, like, mm. pop it. Like, that's it. Like, it's a serious moment. So, exactly. he had a serious face on. That's 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 correct. And um, to be fair, I thought, yeah, it was interesting. Like he did, he didn't look overly happy. But when you know him as a person, you know that that's sort of him. He doesn't, he doesn't. You know, I've seen him very happy. Um, but but um, yeah, it was an interesting one. Look, I yeah. think I think he's very happy to be going to an AFL club. Uh, yeah, at the end of, of the day, and um, yeah, he said on radio afterwards that he's happy, and like I fully believe him, obviously. Yeah. But like I can see how he'd watch that and be like, oh, he's devastated. But mm. like you're right, it's just I think he'd have that the same expression on his face no matter who he was drafted to. Mm. Yes. Unless it was like yes, unless right. it was like the top of his list, which I don't know what that would be, but say it's like Geelong, like yeah. he'd probably be happy to really happy if he was in Geelong. And when when he skipped because he was predicted to go to Essendon at like pick eight. Yeah. So when and then when Adelaide didn't pick him up at pick nine, then it's like wow, like he could go pick twenty here. So it might have come as a bit of a shock to him, like oh, geez, I'm actually getting picked up now. And it could have been like he could have had some interviews yeah. with GWS that that suggested that they weren't interested in him, and he might have been shocked by their their, yeah. their decision to get you can him. Never really know. So you don't know. Yeah. I would be interested to know, sort of like because you have the like you know the pundits and stuff doing all the phantom drafts and like they're often right mm. um 
like the afl.com.au one last year i think was sort of like almost exactly right Cal but this year me. yeah but this yeah. year they got it wrong um i mean it's not an easy job but this time will phillips was picked at pick three which no one expected he wasn't expected to go there um elijah Holmes was expected to go there hmm. um so i'm interested to know like what the understanding is amongst the draftees themselves in the final stages leading up to the actual day hmm. whether they know what the situation is whether you know the clubs have like told certain players they're going to take them so they can sort of picture to get piece together like an understanding of who's going where or whether they've just got no idea like maybe Tanner thought that he was going to Essendon yeah I thought Tanner was going to Essendon and I think Essendon made a mistake not picking him up but well um, yeah we'll see yeah it's um it's hard to comment on if they made a mistake because we don't know <laughs> yeah I know we don't know the yeah, you yeah. know the players that they actually picked up um, yeah, of course. But, you can't really, yeah. you can't say they've made a mistake, but yeah. I think Tanner's going to be really good. But yeah, and I don't say that about everyone. And I'll tell you another player that's going to be exciting from the draft is that Jamara Eugle Hagen, who is likened to Buddy Franklin, Lance Buddy Franklin. Yeah. Now, I've seen him play, um, and he he no looks pressure. like a star. Um, and the Bulldogs gave up a lot for him in the bid and all that. Um, I watched his highlights, but I didn't see any. Maybe I just didn't watch enough highlights, but when I watched his highlights, they seemed to be like he was really good at taking marks and kicking goals, like set shots. I didn't see any real, like, maybe I'm just, I mean, I, I wasn't following the draft that closely, but I didn't really see any sort of, like, actual sort of, like, massive speed, runaway, kick a goal from 50 on the run, Buddy Franklin like, sort but, of thing. Yeah, 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 it's, um, look, it, yeah, it's, it's hard, you know, all these, all these, um, like for like player um, matchups are, just, are not real. They just like, do comparisons to everyone. Yeah, yeah, they're very which so they're, they're me, rough yeah. guides. Yeah, which brings me to my next point, which is that the draft coverage is just so like I was because I like back a few years ago I was sort of really into the draft and stuff because Carlton always had high picks and we didn't this year, which is <coughs> sort of good. <coughs> but um, uh, like you just notice eventually it just gets boring. Every, like, the pundits, like, what's their names? Like, Mike Sheehan, I really like him. Um, and I like Mick Ablett as well. They seem to know what they're talking about. But, like, just, I'd love a bit more honesty. Like, they can't be thinking every single player is going to be that good. They must be thinking to themselves, oh, this player got picked too high. Say it. Just say it. Like, these AFL players, like, they're grown men. Like, the media's going to be speaking about them for the next 10 years of their life if they're lucky. So... Like, you can just sort of, if they think that a player was picked too high, say it. And if they think that a player um, has, like, serious deficiencies even, like, they should just say it. It's just more honest and it's more entertaining. I think I agree with your point about the deficiencies. I think they, they, they could definitely, you know, and that they do, on the Foxtel coverage, they did have, like, you know, what they were good at and then one thing they were bad at. So, but they could potentially talk about it a bit more. But, like, but I think your your first point about how oh if they've gone too high in the draft I think they did talk about that they they, yeah. they call them draft bolters that's what they were saying yeah so I sort of disagree yeah, with bolters, you in a way yeah but bolt when they say bolters that sort of like just refers to the fact that they've sort of shot up the rankings it's not them actually saying we think this person's been picked too high I'm just saying it, it's not consistent for them to have a positive outlook on every single player like. I know Australians are sort of, you know, optimistic people, but mm. 
Like it's just just a little bit more <laughs> negativity. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. it's a competitive game. Um, it's, yeah. it's, you know, there's a lot on the line. Yeah, a lot but, of fans but, uh, getting um, tattoos. It uh, means a lot to people. Um, what that, tattoos that, of draftees? <laughs> no, of uh, premier shifts and yeah, logos. Yeah. Um, I know a fella that's got um, a tattoo logo, a logo tattooed on him. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm really like. Like, I don't like when people sort of suggest, um, like, footy taking on sort of, like, American, like, aspects of American sport. Um, but with the draft... But with the draft, just, when you watch the NBA draft, like, I don't watch it, I've, like, watched one. But when I watched it, like, a player picked in the first round, they have, like, all these percentages, like, how, how likely they are to be an all-star, like, or even how likely they are to be... A bust, like a failure, like some just something yeah. like that. Cause it's just more honest and it's more real, yeah, and it's more entertaining. Like I know no draftee wants to be drafted, and their family watching the coverage, and someone say, and some pundits say, I don't think this kid's that good, mm. um, and they wouldn't put it that like sort of bluntly. But if that does happen, they can just sort of like I don't know, think about you know what's been said about them and use that to motivate them. Yeah, I think yeah, it's just I- a bit boring. Look, I agree. I, I think I think the draft that that's really a really good way of making it more interesting. Just talk talk a little bit about more of the players. And when I was watching it, you're just seeing, and I'm not going to mention any names here, but but you know, experts. You know they're experts. You know they're supposed to be experts, and I don't think you know. Oh, look, David King, I don't think he knows too much about these 19-year-old footballers and how they play. He was, you could see throughout the coverage that he was going, he was going, he was watching the vision and commenting from what he was watching in real time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, I think definitely we could get more more information about players, more stories happening. Oh, You know, overall in the industry, we want we want more interaction and more, more information yeah. and stories. Like, we yeah. don't know. We'd, yeah. You know. Like, they were saying... We want to um, see personalities. They were saying Archie Perkins um, is a DJ. Like, why don't they just play one of his sets on air? Well, <laughs> yeah, I actually listened to that on... Um, I listened to it as well. No, I yeah, I didn't listen to his thing, but I I listened to an interview the, the day, to, the morning after, and I don't think he... He's not a proper DJ. Yeah, he's, he's just not. got the sets. He's not, yeah, So, yeah. they, you no, know, listen, that, that gets listen, overblown. I listened to the first five minutes of one of them. Um, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we 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 spoke about the coverage uh, that can improve. I thought you were gonna go and talk about it takes too long, but I think the clubs deserve the time to pick these players. Yeah. You know, I think they get five I don't minutes. Care about how that's long fine. Yeah, just just more more personality and stuff like that. <clears throat> we want to move on now to Archie Perkins though, who I, I think he played it very smartly. Didn't want to go into state, which a lot of players. Um, don't want to do that. I want to go and play interstate. Mm. Um, and if you're a top ten prospect, or you you know you, you if you know you're going to get drafted, like it's it's not a bad idea to just say sorry. I don't want to go interstate. And you you know there's there's ten Victorian clubs that will pick you up. One of them at least. It's obviously like interesting because I've heard people say, what about if you know like a um, a player from South Australia said that they only want to get drafted. Like, it's telling every other club, don't draft me. And they're a gun. Like, it wouldn't actually work for them because no. even if they said that, there's the only state. two clubs. Yeah. And if, say, Adelaide 
or Port didn't have a pick until like the late um, teens, and the play was really good. Like, there'd be a club that just wants to sort of back themselves in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I sympathise with the situation. If I was about to get drafted, I would definitely want to stay in Victoria. Um, and Bailey Smith, I'm pretty sure, did the exact same thing last year. I'm pretty sure that's accepted as happening. But he wasn't sort of like lambasted to the same degree because he didn't go on radio and speak about it. He got a doctor's certificate saying that he couldn't travel interstate, which is another method. Um, did so he really? Yeah. Apparently. Um, I don't want to be spreading like untrue rumours, but I'm pretty sure that that's like what's understood. Um, but um, yeah, that's why I sort of liked that he just came out on radio and just sort of like said it like, I don't want to go interstate, so I've told them not to draft me. Like, it's pretty annoying for all the interstate teams, and he can do what he wants. Um, but yeah, I guess if you're, you know, you're about to get paid a lot of money. Like, you're about to become a footy player. Like, life's pretty good. Like, it's not a big deal for you. Surely, yeah. if you move into state for a couple of years, you can request a trade back. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, I wouldn't want to move into state, so I guess, like, good for him, making sure he doesn't move into state. Yeah, I think you don't. You, we don't want to see that in the game, you know, because then it's going to make the interstate clubs weaker, um, potentially. But what I do... The interstate clubs get all those academies and stuff. I guess so do the Victorian clubs, like, mm-hmm. the Bulldogs getting Jamara... Hugo Hagen, like, that doesn't seem that, like, fair to me if he's the best player by so much. Yeah. Like, I know Bulldogs put time into him and stuff, but the whole academy thing, it's just all, like, it's sort of unbelievable. Well, you heard from J- Jamara. He said, um, I was there when Bontempelli got announced as captain. <laughs> so, it, it's pretty cool for that. Like, he knows, yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's, he's gone to the Bulldogs. Mm. Yeah, it was, um... The the other thing, uh, one thing I just remembered about like the it coverage. Just, how does it make? Like, I know that they did the academy, but how does it make sense that the Bulldogs, who like have a pretty good team already, have a really good midfield, get their best player in the draft? Adelaide should get the best player in the draft. Adelaide should be able to draft yeah. him. Yeah. And it, and it will make it a lot more simpler as well. And you know you don't. But anyway, uh, it, look, it's it's a good story though. If you got someone from Geelong. Warnable, for example, which is Jamara. Yeah, Jamara. But I don't, th- I don't know if Geelong's got an academy. But anyway, my point is, if you're from, you know, the... If you're from Port Adelaide, you know, in the west side of Adelaide, it, it's pretty cool to have one of your local players playing at your club. You know, he's come from the local club 10 minutes down the road from Port Adelaide Football Club, and now he's playing for that club. It's good. It's like, you know, you're getting people from your own backyard, which is cool in a way. Um, yeah, and I like that Geelong does that. They get a lot of local players. Yeah, yeah. Like and Geelong with Desperate. Stevens, for example, yeah. who just comes from Ballarat. Yeah. You know, right, that's yeah. that's backyard. That, that, that's mm. the hard work of the community of, of Geelong and, and, you know, the That's why I like areas. Geelong. They've got, like, a good, like, you know, Danger lives at Mogs. And yeah. so, Geelong were also really desperate to get Sam Walsh when yeah. in that draft. They, that, were trying, yeah. they were throwing all these trades at Carlton. Yeah. Um, um, and look, and to go with that, father son's always good as well. But I'll make this point, and uh, and our last sort of quick one on the AFL draft, the coverage. I think the other thing that wasn't clear and just wasn't it, the graphics of like 
you know, pick swaps, live trades. They should just make it a little bit more clear, <laughs> to be honest. It was, yeah. it was a bit confusing at the start, trying to get your head around it. It's just, that was that was one thing. Like, just make it a little bit more clear. But overall, it's a tough, it's a tough one to get right because you're dealing with players that are, um, you know, these aren't these aren't players that are known to people. Like you know, you're trying to create a bit of interest where it's not always existent there. So yeah. Um, but anyway, that wraps up our chat on the AFL draft. And now we're going to go to our second part. Now, Charlie, I just want to ask you about the uh, new AFL rule change. Um, well, it's not really a rule change. It's sort of a back to normal systems, twenty minute quarters. Uh, what? Your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. Um, I am very much in favour of bringing back the 20 minutes. I was happy to see that the 20 minutes are coming back because, you know, that Steve Hocking and um, Gil both love to experiment. They're experimental uh, men. Um, and they love to have fun with the game at the expense of its integrity. Um and so I was happy to see that they've had a wake-up call of sorts and realised that 20-minute quarters are the way to go, as is 22, 23 rounds in a season. Yeah, and um, it's an interesting discussion. And I think some of the rule mm. changes that have been made in the AFL um, were quite interesting. Um, mm. You know, and that, that includes... Some of the new rules, um, which 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 Steve Hocking brought in. Now, I just hope I hope I hope for for the for the good of the game and for the good of Steve Hocking's career and all that. I hope that um, that these these changes bring 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 something good for the game. But my the track the history um, doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't suggest that. You know these changes might be good um, because, yeah, Steve Hocking in the past it hasn't been the best, but um, but you know let's let's hope let's hope it's good because it's the game we watch, Charlie, and uh, let's hope it is uh, it goes all well. Um, but Charlie, anything else uh, in the world of sport that you'd like to uh, talk about today? Um, well, the world of the sport is a very big world, and there's a lot going on in it. So, I mean, there's a lot to choose. From, um, it's sort of a bit of a lull for me when it comes to um, sport because I like cricket, but I'm not a massive cricket fan. Um, in terms of events that I really get into, the next one will be the Australian Open, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to the best players in the world playing tennis. It's probably my second favorite sport. And who are you keeping an eye on in the Australian Open? Um, some of my favorite. I mean, my favorite's Federer. Like he's one of my favorites. I also a big fan of Nadal. I love um, King Kyrgios. Um, for some other sort of like less uh, sort of, um, I guess obvious players. I'm a big fan of Diego Schwartzman. Um, because he's about five foot six tall. Um, he's Jewish. Um, he is really good as well, and I just like like everything about him. Yeah. Well. There, that's the story, you know, that's why you're on the show today, Charlie. We want to hear about these untold stories. Uh, any other, any other players? Um, yeah. you know, well, he's not really he, that much of an unknown, but no, no, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. But 
yeah. You look, haven't heard of him, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, look, I must say I'm not, I am slightly across tennis, not overly across it. Mm-hmm. I do know my great man, Tsitsipas. Okay, the Greek, yeah. He's a star. The old Greek. Yeah. Nick Kyrgios is also a star. Um, yeah. And you know what? Nick Kyrgios is quite a remarkable story in tennis. The, the money he raised for the bushfires. It's funny, the power of sport and he's the power a, of um, an individual. He's a colourful character, to say the least. But I just love him. I just love him so much, and I hope he wins a Grand Slam. I don't know if I like him, but I do love him. Is Roger past his time? <laughs> um, I'm just uh, thinking, right? You've mentioned he's, I want him, you want him to win uh, the title. Now, is is he able to do it? Is he able to surpass the um, greats, Roger? Roger, mate, he doesn't Djokovic, need to surpass the greats because he's the he's the unsurpassable. No, he's not unsurpassable. Yeah, but look, age, Djokovic, age, yeah, age, look, age doesn't. Roger's uh, going to retire soon. The best thing. Roger's going to retire soon. He's going to finish on what's he on twenty slams. I wish he had one more. One of the saddest I've been is staying up in my bedroom at like two a.m. watching Djokovic versus Federer. I think it was last year at Wimbledon, and Federer had a match point and didn't win, and then Djokovic won, and I'm. Very much not a fan of Djokovic, and I never really have been, and I'm a massive fan of Federer, so that was hard for me. I don't think Federer is going to win another one, but people were saying that before he won against Nadal at the exactly. Australian Open, uh, and that was an incredible game. One of the best tennis matches mm. in terms of personal enjoyment I've ever had. Um, but, um, yeah, I think he might be done, and I think Djokovic is going to surpass him, and it's just going to be funny because... Everyone loves Federer and everyone loves Nadal and Djokovic is going to have more Grand Slams and you could easily make the argument that he's the best of all time, but I don't think many people are going to say that just because they like Nadal and Federer so much. And for me, Federer will always be... like It's just a subjective thing. It honestly is. Because why, you know, why is, you know, the amount of Grand Slams you have the only measure by which you can judge greatness and who's the best? That doesn't have to be... That doesn't have to be it. Um, like, you've got to factor in everything else. Like, the funnest to watch. As I've always said, this sounds a bit pretentious, but <laughs> Nadal, he's the player for the lovers. Federer, he's the player for the poets. And Djokovic is the player for the accountants. He's good, does the job, not very exciting. Meanwhile, Nadal plays with passion and intensity and, you know... <laughs> bit of sexuality as well <laughs> um and Federer is just like a joy to watch grace the court every movement is like the stroke of a paintbrush so <laughs> yeah there you go and Nick Kyrgios and Nick Kyrgios what I don't know he? what's he I don't know what he is he's I'm trying to think he's just a jester he's just the jester of the court he, he, he... Federer is the king Nadal is the knight in shining armour. Djokovic is... That's Djokovic. Djokovic is the queen. And Nick Kyrgios is the jester. I don't know about gesture. What was jester. It? Jester. I'm going to let that sit with us while we move <laughs> on to a different let topic. Let that sit with our viewers. Yes. We've gone into a little bit more of well, an artistic you... space, haven't we? Yes, but we need to think of something better for Kyrgios there. Yeah. I think there's, a, there's definitely another another descriptive word we could mm. use for the great man. Mm-hmm. 
It's a tough one. Maybe, you know, for our listeners, put it out yeah, there, yeah. right? Jump on the Twitter, yeah. at Sports Hour FM. If Djokovic is the accountant... Describe Nick Kyrgios. If Djokovic, if Djokovic is the accountant and Rafa is the lover and Federer is the, po- the poet, then what's Kyrgios? It's a real, real tough one. It's the and DJ. I'll ask our producer out the back. The DJ. Mr. Kennedy? Yes, sir. What's Kyrgios? On the court? In general. A bloody legend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've been told a bloody legend. So there's one. Um, yeah, for our listeners out there, mate, just let us know what you think uh, Nick Kyrgios is. Yeah. How can you describe him? It's tough. But anyway. What 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 a preview, you know? What a preview of the Australian Open we've just given. Um, <laughs> Pat ourselves in the back. I hope. Look, the 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 thing that tennis reminds me of a little bit, thinking mm-hmm. about these stars, uh-huh. Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. It's like Hamilton in the F one. You know, yeah, the yeah. same person wins. It's a bit. Let's. I hope. Well, the thing you know, about that, that's that's the good thing about. That's that's sport, and the thing you said about Djokovic, you know. Yeah. Um, look, Djokovic is an amazing story. He's won so many titles. Yeah, and he's going like to that, 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 that's he's gonna good. finish with the... He's probably going to have the most amount of titles for, maybe for the next 50 years because I think he's going to surpass both of the other two. Yeah. And then I don't think anyone's ever going to get to his level again. Who knows, but, though, but... Yeah. It's, I think he's definitely a person of interest. Like, he... <laughs> yeah. I don't think... No one that's done so well and achieved so much can go, you know, un... un no, he's obviously so it, good, but, it, like, yeah. yeah. And he's, I don't know, he doesn't seem like... Uh, I don't think he's a bad person or anything. He's just sort of been in the media a lot because, like, there was the whole COVID thing and yeah. Nick Kyrgios doesn't like him. Um, see, that's the beauty. Of, this is the beauty of sport, right? You get these situations, right? These players, they get themselves into trouble. It's part of the story, you know. Dustin Martin, look where he's come from. A young man, 18 years old. Just, I don't know. I can't describe what he was like back then. But, you know, he wasn't he wasn't running smoothly. It's yeah. fair to say that, you know. He, he could have been with the wrong crowds. Yeah. But it's an amazing story, you know, the way he's been able to be so successful on the AFL field. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's... That's the beauty of sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's an art. It's yeah. an art. I can see you getting a little bit emotional as well there. So. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just full of wonderful stories. Yeah. Um, different upbringings. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many stories yeah. that can be told. There's so many connections. You, for example, Charlie, you know. Kiss me. <laughs> your tennis career has gone... Just kiss me. Just get on with it. You've had a big, (laughs) you've had a big career as a as a schoolboy, and you know, and that's you move on to the next chapter. Careers and 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 you too with your cricket. But we we don't need to go there. No, we we will though eventually because there's lots in store for you, um, in your future. Um, but we we won't go there because. Like, we can agree that you're going to be part of the Ashes team. Like, that's something we can both agree on. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I'll <laughs> yeah. be opening and averaging yeah. over Bradman's 99.94. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> we can both uh, agree on that. And that's what, we can lock that in. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I wish I could lock like, it in. Because the thing is, you know, you've had this program 
throughout like this year and I'm sure it's been a comfort and entertainment for a lot of listeners but I don't know how much they realize that you know they're talk they're, they're listening to someone talking about sport in relation to other people and and other stories but like the host of the show that himself is just you know a complete <sighs> dud no 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 just <laughs> nah, thanks, I can't I can't describe it <laughs> and, and I'm getting a little uh, bit emotional yeah. as well. Thanks for the kind words. There's always a long road ahead. You know, there's always, always, always work to be done. But Charlie, look, that wraps up our segment for today, the mm. resident philosopher. Any last words from you? <laughs> any last words? Yes, any last words. I've got words. a few last feelings, but I don't know if I'll be able to transcribe them into actual words because words never do a good job in articulating the inner churnings of the human soul and, and we'll leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> we will leave it at that I don't want to explore we'll that anymore that. because we'll leave it I don't know that. how to extract your feeling like it's 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 a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, real strange it's one. been a really emotional anyway. second half of the sports hour this episode i think it's because we're in close proximity after not being near each other for about seven months but yeah, yeah that's why just as an explainer to all our viewers yeah well look guys that wraps up Listen our show time. for today uh it's a real pleasure to have you listening uh to the sports hour on Brimbank live on live fm i hope you enjoyed the show And as always, have a lovely Friday evening. Enjoy the Big Bash and, uh, and, and come back bigger and stronger. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week.